What's up, family? What's up, family? Here we go. It's another segment of Primetime with Apostle Collins. She's ready. She's locked. She's loaded. We're going to have an amazing conversation about church and therapy. We've been talking about church and therapy all month long, and it's been really, really a blessing. We started off with Marcy Perrin. She gave her experiences and her perspective regarding therapy, and she just really, really gave us an inside look of, I want to say, um, what the layperson is going through as far as therapy. Then we came through, I call her Dr. Shayon. She's a licensed therapist, uh, and she came in, and she dropped some crazy, crazy nuggets about therapy in the church. Then last week, um, we had Lanita Kapler. She gave our, us our amazing testimony um, about how she uh dealt with uh, suicide and, uh, you know, at an early age at 12 years old. And she told us about Jesus prayer and therapy and Lord, we almost had church last week. I'm going to be honest. We almost had church last week. We almost were slain. We almost, she, she quickened. She, she, she tried to hold that, that tongue, but she couldn't. And we had an amazing time. And now we have our very, very special guest who comes to us quarterly in the regular segment, we we entitled it Prime Time with Apostle Collins. And she's ready, she's locked, she's loaded, and we're going to have an amazing conversation when I text her uh, what the topic is today. She was ready. I mean, it was yes, and it might, it might have been 18 explanation points after that, that yes. So she is ready. And so, but before we invite her in today, uh, follow me. Follow me on all my social media platforms. Follow me on Creative Conversations with J.A. Um, Facebook, which I'm, we're broadcasting live. Creative Conversations with J.A. Instagram and Creative Conversations with J.A. YouTube, which we're also broadcasting live. But not only that, we are on six platforms, six platforms. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on radio hosts. I mean, we're just, we're on Amazon Music. So God is really, really, really expanding our territory. And we, we look forward to what is about to happen today. We look forward to guests. They are already in here. If you are if tuning in, please answer your question. Be interactive. And we're just ready. I, like I said last week, we started in February. It's July. It's July. We started in February, and this is July. This is our, I believe this is our 24th show. This is our 24th episode, y'all. Creative Conversations with J.A. Please share this broadcast. And Apostle Collins, every time she comes on, she just wreaks havoc on the enemy, and we just have an amazing time, amazing nuggets. And so I'm going to bring her in so we can talk about church and therapy. Apostle. Grace and peace. Good evening. Good evening. It's such an amazing thank you for coming on. It's the Apostle. She got her own segment, y'all. Apostle. Prime time with Apostle Collins. Look at that. 
I am, I'm excited to be here and to have this segment with you. It's always an amazing, courageous conversation when <laughs> we get together. And so I'm I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful. I'm grateful too. And you got your you got your your fam, they out here in this audience. <laughs> Let me tell you, this this segment is probably one of my highest rated segments. <laughs> Listen, the kingdom comes through every time. The kingdom every does not time. play. You hear me? <laughs> and then we might have some new people on. So just, just briefly explain, you know, introduce yourself to the audience of who you are. My name is Heather Collins. The title is just what I do, but... Um, from my heart, I am a native of Connecticut, born and raised, a graduate, if you will, of Hampton University in Virginia um, with a bachelor's in political science. I have a master's in public administration from East Carolina University, a doctorate in higher educational leadership uh, from East Carolina University. It's earned. It's real. I didn't pay $5.99 <laughs> for it. Um, I am a mother. I am a wife. I am a pastor. I am a sister. I am a daughter. I am a friend. Um, and most of all, I am grateful that I am a child of the most high God. Um, I am just blessed that um, he has graced me to be a part of this life and a part of this journey. Um, my, my passion is to ensure that the people of God are healed, whole, and prosperous. Um, my latest adventure, if you will, is I am completing the degree in human services counseling. And then in the next couple of years, um, because, you know, you got to do the internship and all of those hours, I will be a licensed mental health therapist. Wow. So the counseling that I do, it is degreed. It is legit. Um, <laughs> and we don't play about this thing. It's for real. Woo. Amen. Amen. Shout out to your husband, the apostle, as well. I was able yes. to catch, I was able to catch a small clip of him, and he was he was going to town. I mean, <laughs> we call him Chief Chief. Chief. <laughs> Shout Chief. out to Chief. He was going to town, and he was preaching the word. He he was oh man, I was I was loving it. I was loving. I was loving it. So church and therapy is our topic today. And one of my Facebook friends, Pastor, Pastor Mark Collier, he's from out of that Delaware area. I love Pastor Mark, yes. <laughs> An amazing psalmist. So I just happened to scroll and he had this, he had this uh, post and I just want to read it. It says, deliverance deals with the demons, therapy deals with the damage god with the damage therapy so let's yes. go right into it deliverance deals with the demons church right therapy deals with the damage therapy why right. is therapy important for the believer well if i can just can we just rewind a little bit yes, because um, in the beginning, with the 
elementary church and and i don't mean that disrespectfully but with the elementary church everything that people dealt with they thought was a demon mm. everything that people went through was the devil um they did not want to give credence nor did they know about the fact that there was more going on in the human mindset, in the psyche, um, in the in the soul, if you will, of a person. So everything was a demon, and to go to therapy was um, uh, was taboo. To talk about therapy was taboo because we were such prideful people. Mm. Um, everything that we gained was as was a fight. And so it we did not want to appear as if there was something wrong with us. We did not want to appear as if what we had built was faulty. And so it was the it was the norm that what goes on at home stays at home. What goes on at church stays at church. This is our only safe place. So if we go outside of that place, we give others the idea that we can't handle what is going on inside our own our own quarters. And so therapy was something that was not approved of. It was not talked about. It was not, um, it, it, it was just not okay to do so. Okay. But as we grow and as we begin to know better and to do better, we realize that everything is not the devil. There are some things that happen as a result of genetic makeup. There are some things that happen as a result of negligence of the body, um, mm. experimentation with drugs, um, even sadness and depression put people in a different mindset and a and a, and a setting where they need more than just prayer. They may need some medicine. <laughs> they may they may need some, they may need some therapy. They they may need something else to help them transition to a place of wholeness. And it doesn't take away from the power of prayer. It enhances its ability to do its job. OK, so mm. medicine enhances the ability of a person to come to grips with their um, their dilemmas, come to grips with their difficulties and receive help. OK, so now deliverance Sorry. deals with the demon. Right. Deliverance deals with 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 uh, <laughs> with the demon. What is the demon? Right. Honestly. The demon comes as a result of the damage. Mm. Let me mm. say the demon comes as a result of the damage. Why? Because a demon does not have an access. A demon does not have a portal unless there is an opening. So damage had to have been created, whether it was grief, whether it was um, molestation, whether it was rape, whether it was being lied to, abandonment, rejection, um, low self-esteem, low self-worth, 
um, you name it. There has to be an opening abuse, physical abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse. There has to be an opening for that demon to come in and now take up residence for there to be the need for deliverance. Okay. But what happened? What happened? Where did we first encounter the damage? <laughs> Does that make sense? That makes a and lot that of is, sense. <laughs> that is the part where now in the church, we begin to talk about, okay, therapy is needed because John John molested April, right? Or, or John John molested Susie. Uh-oh, guess what? Aunt Susie molested uh, Jacob, right? Let's talk about the, the women that molest young boys. Let's talk about the women that molest girls. It's not just the, the male that is molesting the female or the male, but there are some ratchet women out here that have molested some young boys and girls. So where is where has the damage occurred? So when we get to therapy, we have to talk about when it happened, where it happened, and most importantly, who did it? So then now we can denounce and be delivered from the demon. Now, what is the demon? The demon is the spirit at work. The demon is what perpetuates the pain. So again, I'm saved, but I'm drinking. I'm saved, but I'm smoking a blunt. I'm saved, but I like pornography. I'm saved, right? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm saved, but. Saved, but. I'm saved, but. <laughs> I have to denounce what has taken a hold of me in order now to be able to operate in deliverance uh, and to be freed and for that spirit, if you will, to be released um, from my from my soulish realm. But I can only do that when I'm able to truly and freely identify what happened, when it happened, where it happened and who it happened with. Wow. That's the opening, y'all. <laughs> and so, based on that, one thing my fiance always says, she says, sin is the symptom, but it's not the root. It's not the root. Sharice <laughs> Wright, I want to give people their credit. Sharice Wright, my fiance, <laughs> says, sin is the symptom, but not the root. Right. So then God said, the sin is not the stronghold. Sin is evidence of the stronghold. Sin is evidence of the stronghold. So what has me gripped causes me to act out of character. What has mm. me gripped has me doing things to numb the pain, pacify the pain, um, get me through those moments. It, it, it's the sin is what so easily what besets us <laughs> so it sets me back every time i think i'm doing good evil is always present every time i think that i'm getting over it 
something else comes up now that besets me. It sets me back. It causes me now to have to start over again or feel as if I have to start over again or feel as if I'm losing, feel as if I'm not winning, feel as if right? I'm, comp I'm missing the mark because that's what sin is. We're, we're missing the mark. And mm. why am I missing the mark? Because at night I go to bed in pain. At night I cry. At night, I, I, nobody understands how I feel. At night I'm alone in this bed and I really want, you know, to, to have a companion. I'm, I'm alone with my thoughts. I'm alone with myself. And I don't have anybody to talk to that I don't feel is going to judge me for where I am. Mm. Most of the time, we don't get the help that we need because we are afraid of being judged. The church mm. is the, the church. most judgmental place on earth. We are some judgmental folks that have been saved by grace. <laughs> we are the most judgmental people who have been saved by grace. <laughs> and so if we've been saved by grace, where's the judgment coming from? Why, the, why I would say, why is, is it such a judgmental place when we're supposed to have that grace? It's judgmental because some of us have overcome our issue. And we don't want anybody to know that we had the same, the very same issue that they had. We're judgmental because we don't know how to be vulnerable with others because we don't want somebody to look at us different. We don't mm. want somebody to call us out. We don't want ourselves to be exposed. And so we have a tendency of thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to. And so it's easier for me to identify the moat in your eye than for mm. me to be honest about the beam in mine. Wow. Woo. So it's easier to put the spotlight on you than to put it back on me. <laughs> it's, it's always easier because how is it that I have the answer for you, but I don't have the answer for me? How, really? how is it that I can guide you, but yet I'm still struggling with me? Right? We've, we've met people all the time that have the answer for everybody else, but they don't have the answer for themselves. And that is because they would have to walk in an honesty and a truth about their own lives that they're not willing to, to accept. See, it's the truth that sets us free. It's the truth that puts us in a place of freedom where there is no return to perdition. There is no return to what I used to do, the places I used to go, the things I used to say. Can you be honest about where you are? That's why I, I opened up the segment when you asked me to introduce myself. The title is just what I do. It's not who I am. Mm. And most of us have become comfortable in titles because we can be whoever they want us to be based upon the title. But when the title is removed, who are you really? Who are you really? And we've interchanged that. And it's not who I am. It's what I am. It's <laughs> 
Exactly. The title <laughs> is a position of a function. The, the person is a position of personality. Wow. So if I don't deal with the person, the personality of Heather, if I, I, I tell people all the time, I thank God for grace, right? I thank God for the anointing of God, for the love of God, the power of God that changes. Because Heather Darlene is a mean somebody without grace. Heather Darlene is a mean somebody without the delivering power of God. Of God, as they say, G-A-W-E-D, God. 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 Right? And that's the reason why we can be in titles and be nasty. That's the reason why we can hold positions and be arrogant. Because we haven't been, what, delivered from the demon that made us mean. What made Heather mean? See, that's the part in therapy I had to get to. What made Heather feel as if she was independent and really could do this thing by herself? That's what therapy addressed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and many times I find that church becomes our fix. <laughs> church becomes like a drug like a drug addict they need a fix so church becomes that and we don't do the extra work to get the therapy that we need <laughs> so that right. we don't need this this fix all the time I, I need it i need it i need it and we go home bound 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 instead of going to the therapist <laughs> so so let and i think i mentioned this briefly before and it bears repeating in in the olden days in previous years right the church especially the black church was the only place you could go and get a title the black church was the only place you could go to and everybody was somebody that was the only place we could go that was our own where the people had identity right because out in the field working for master, there was no identity. You were a boy, mm. right? Mm. Uh, working in the field, you were nothing but a ninny, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, not to offend anybody, but you were a nigga, mm. right? You didn't have any rights. You didn't have any say-so. You didn't have any position. But in the church, yeah, when we true. went to on Sunday, Everybody was somebody, and that was the place where we got our identity. So we could go to the church and feel good about ourselves. We could go to the church and, and receive respect, receive love, receive what we needed just to be able to make it <clears throat> the rest of the week to deal with what we were dealing with. But at the end of the day, it was a quick fix. It was so, yes, thank you, Bishop. We learned how to dress up and be important, and we dressed up hurt, we dressed up pain, we dressed up sin, mm. and, no, and nobody was identifying it because all we were worried about was, was, was surviving. We weren't even living, we were surviving, and we learned how to survive with our symptoms. Woo. 
we learned how to survive with our symptoms. With our symptoms. That's how we learned. We learned how to be survivors, but not conquerors. Right, right, right. And it gave us a place where we felt as if we were important. People came back week after week dealing with the same issues, the same problems. And all we're teaching them how to do is to basically cope with it and not deal with it. Mm. We shout, we speak in tongues, we prophesy over mess, we, we, we do all of these things in an effort to feel better. But at the end of the day, you're a sweaty, funky, speaking in tongue mess that is still going home, sleeping with that 15-year-old. Mm. Oh, okay, Apostle. This is what you're doing tonight. <laughs> okay. Because you're a pedophile. Mm. You're you're a pedophile because you don't like people that challenge your authority. So you prey on those that won't give you any resistance. See, pedophiles are people who don't like authority. Let's deal with this. Let's deal with the root of it. They don't like people telling them what to do. Mm. And I like the, the verse that you talked about. You said, lay aside every weight and sin that easily affects you. And so the thing that came into my mind is we've taught people how to function with weights. Yes. Yes. The, the more weight you can lift, the stronger you are. When at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is we can see the heaviness. We can see the pain. We can see all of those things that are keeping you from moving past this place in your life. So it's a weight. It weighs you down in your thinking. You're, you're mm. no further today than you were five years ago. Mm. But that's because we're not addressing the root of the problem. We're not addressing the fact that, okay, you know, you were molested yourself. You were raped yourself. Nobody supported you. You felt like you couldn't talk to anybody else. That, that's, that's, that's what we deal with. Mm. Do you know, uh, James, that the word counsel appears 133 times in the word. Wow. 133 times. Yeah. Do you know that God is identified as the spirit of wisdom and counsel? So that means he's given us the ability to be able now to be have wisdom and understand that which people are going through, even if it's on a surface level, in order to refer them to those that can help. Wow. The problem is we don't we're not referring people when it goes beyond our scope. Nope. And I don't know if we talked about this before. Sometimes you being bound is good for my ego. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You being bound keeps me in business. 
Whoa, yes. <laughs> you being bound keeps the doors of the church open. You know what I thought about? I thought about um, Martin Lawrence, right? When um, Reverend uh, Lonnie Love had Martin's <laughs> mama coming uh, yeah. to the church. Yeah. And they were, she was borrowing that money to be uh -huh. healed from them ailments. Right. right. And they were skipping down the aisle, bringing him that money. He's talking about, you got the money. <laughs> and as long as she had the money, then she could get the power. But it was temporary. Temporary. And it, it, and, and it was an emotional hype. An we emotional. have gotten people emotionally hyped on something that is not real because the music is good the click track is good the hoop is good and they are emotionally revved up mm. but psychologically defeated Woo! emotionally revved up but psychologically still depressed and so <laughs> Much, much like Saul when he says, "Send me the minstrels." David plays; he's free. Right. If David ain't playing. I'm not free. I'm sometimes not free. If, if I'm not in this, <laughs> if I I can't, I got to get to the church to hear my favorite song, my favorite hoop. But when I leave that place, I'm still bound, Lord. I'm I'm still bound. I'm still stuck. Mm in this place because I don't have a drum set at home. I don't have an Ooh. organist at home. And we're not teaching people how to tap into God for themselves. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We're not giving people, if you will, the permission that they need to get help. Every mm. pastor is not a therapist. Whoa. Every pastor is not a therapist. They're not. They're not. Every pastor doesn't have the specialty in order to counsel. So we need to start equipping our churches with resources to where we can refer our people to, to th licensed therapists and counselors that can help them. Yes. We need to start partnering. Yes. <laughs> and see, I hate to do it, but and we're getting better. We're the, the African American church is getting so much better than what we have been. But in our <laughs> Caucasian wait a minute, Bishop. Wait. <laughs> see, every pastor is not a real pastor either. That is true. That is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is true. They became pastors out of bitterness. Mm. They became they became pastors out of rebellion. They became pastors to pay their bills. That that part. <laughs> that part. <laughs> but how about you get a how about you get a real pastor like me, you know, that doesn't take a salary? Mm. I don't take us. I didn't go into pastoring because to pay my bills. I went into pastoring because he called me to it. Woo. Now, if we get to the point where the board says, okay, this is something that we want to do, so be it. But I don't get a salary. I've been pastoring wow. since 2010, so 12 years. 
and yeah. I don't have a salary yet. Mm-hmm. Mm. See, that's, I am. that's yeah, that's the realness of a call. Can you do it without getting paid? <laughs> and and what do you do at now? We getting in a whole nother subject. But what do you do when the world is in a recession and your people are struggling and you still want them to pay your bills, but you don't have any skills? Jesus, you can't no you can't go to work because you don't have any skills. All you know how to do is hoop. Oh, that's all you know how to do. You can't take you can't put that on a resume. Can't put that. <laughs> Maybe that that that's the pastor that needs the therapy. <laughs> How about you go get your high school equivalency? Oh my God, Jesus! How about you go to school? How about you get a trade? See, a a, a lot of us were pushed into places that we were not ready for. Mm. A lot of pastors need therapy. A lot because of pastors need therapy. They they need therapy. I was just I was just talking to my bishop this week, and I was like, Bishop, there's there's this one pastor, a couple pastors, they're in like multiple reformations, and I'm like, how how can they do that, Bishop? He said, I know. He said because they're looking after the title. What we talked about, they're going after the title. <laughs> They're going after. They're going after the title. They're, they're going creating, after they're what creating, looks good. They're, yeah, they're even they're even creating their own reformations and calling themselves bishops and apostles. See, we done. We. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's somebody who needs help. When we talking, when we come back, that is somebody who needs help. Right, because they have a need for attention. Right. Mm. They have that need to be validated. So the more they feel as if they are accelerating in this thing called churchdom, they feel as if their worth is being increased. They feel as if they're being validated. So mm. let's go back to the damage. When did the damage occur where you first felt that you were not enough? When you first felt that you were not validated, when somebody wow. made you feel as if you were not good enough and you had to prove them wrong, when was that initial onset? When? When? So we need to times, go back. Yes. Because many times your gift doesn't even validate you. <laughs> Come here, no. Michael Jackson. <laughs> no. Your gift doesn't yeah. even help make you feel validated. No, because because when your gift stops, what do you have? What is left of you? When your gift has been exhausted, when you're no longer in a position to do what you've done for people. Right. There. What what can we say about Michael Jackson as a person now? We Nothing. I, mean, I hate to say that. Nothing. His, we could go down the list. Whitney Houston. We could go down the... It is a shame. Right. What, they, can be, <laughs> what can be said about them as people because as all people. they were concerned about was their what? Gifts. Gifts. 
And we have a tendency to make people feel comfortable about their, uh, feel comfortable with their gifts and we don't address their character. Their character. We don't, we don't address it. We don't address it. Because we're a culture that is enamored with gift, but not integrity. Or with character. not integrity. Jesus. Right. And so now I need to go to therapy because I feel like I've been mishandled my entire life. I feel like mm. I've been, been used my entire life. So how do I now put boundaries in place? Because some of us are in positions that we're in because we don't know how to set boundaries. We don't. You know what? <laughs> that is, we don't know how to set boundaries. And it's crazy you say that. My daughter, she wanted to go see the Elvis movie. And I'm like, the Elvis movie? Where would you? And my daughter is a sophomore in college. And she said, they got some good music in there, Dad. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm seeing how Elvis allowed the colonel to manipulate him <laughs> for years. <laughs> I mean, colonel, and found out that the colonel wasn't his real name. He was somebody from a foreign country. Like he was a he was a swindler, and he needed oh lord he needed Elvis to keep him afloat. <laughs> and Elvis needed all of the black artists' music to keep him afloat. Next to question. Keep him afloat, <laughs> right? Because uh, the colonel was a, a thief, and so was Elvis. And so was Elvis. See, let's let's go to therapy where we talk about behaviors that are perpetual. Let's talk about behaviors mm. that are passed down from people that we are in relationship with. Let's talk about things that we have learned that are not healthy for us. Yeah, that if, if I stop doing certain things, what do I have to show for it? Right. He was so enamored with the crowd that he forgot about his wife. <laughs> Lord. Right. And we're and enamored with the crowds, but what, what can we say about our life right. outside of our gifts? Ooh. Enamored with the crowd, enamored with the church. Meanwhile, we're not good husbands and wives. Meanwhile, we're not good mothers and fathers. And you and and we wonder why the family unit is falling apart. See, we just don't need individual therapy. Some of us need family therapy. Mm. Some of us need to bring our children to a place of therapy and 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 find out how did the how did the divorce affect my children? Mm. How, how do my children see marriage? Oh, guess what? How do my children see the church? And that starts off with what we said, the damage. Where did the damage start? Right, right. And some of us have to forgive ourselves for being the initiator of the damage. Woo! See, we thought we were doing what was right. But at the end of the day, right, once we grew, once we developed, we realized this was not the best way for me to handle it. So how many of us have literally sat our children down and apologized to them? How mm. many of us have sat our children down and said, mommy thought that this was right, but this was not the right way to do it. I want to fix this. I want to change this. 
I want to express to you a better way of doing things. Wow. Everybody. So my, so my mother, right. We were a part of a denomination that as a, as a little girl, um, my mother had me in dance school, right? And I loved to dance, tap, jazz, ballet. I, I just loved it. It was what I did. I was doing recitals and costumes and, and everything. And the uh, leader of the church told my mother, that's not what we do. And she needed to take me out immediately. My mother, not knowing better, thinking that she was creating um, the wrong impression on me or what I was doing was sin, took me out. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything, right? Because it was sin. Mm. And then when my mother and I was, and, and as my mother got older and I got older and she realized the mistake she made, my mother was bold enough to sit down with me and apologize. She was bold enough to sit down with me and say, she calls me head, head, I did not handle this properly. But when you have children, Please make sure you don't repeat the same cycle with them. When you have children, make sure that you have a balance between church and life. When you have children, give them an opportunity to be kids. See, part of the issue is we don't give our, our children an opportunity to grow up and to experience things. You want an Easter egg, but you want to tell them that the Easter bunny is the devil. You want a Christmas present, but you don't want them to, to celebrate Christmas because that's not Jesus's real birthday. Well, shucks. <laughs> and, our, and our children end up resenting us. Our children end up resenting what the church stands for and, and, and they don't want anything to do with it. Or... Or they go, they plunge head first into the church and they have no balance. Have no balance. Oh, let's talk about the church and therapy. We need it. We need it. We need it. The church needs a therapy session. <laughs> yes, we do. Mm. So when I realized that this was what we were going to talk about, um, I wanted to bring something up to the attention of the people. Um, I wanted to put a name in the hearing of the people that they may have never really paid attention to or heard um, out of the book of Job. His name is Elihu, E-L-I-H-U, Elihu, right? Now, if you take my School of the Prophets class, you've heard of who Elihu is, but most of us don't know who Elihu is, okay? Elihu was considered a counselor to Job. He was one of Job's friends, right, that began <laughs> to address Job's behaviors after he, after he was suffering. He focuses on Job's reaction to his suffering. 
in mm. order to help him transition his thinking about what he is going through and what he is experiencing so he can get up out of it. Apostle. <laughs> I got the right. When's the next uh, School of the Prophets class? <laughs> I haven't even gotten a date yet. Thank you, Overseer Grimes. You got it. He focuses. You got to be careful because Elihu's speech to Job is different than the other three friends that Job had. And we never, we never focus on him. We focus on the negative speeches. We focus Lord. on the negative ones. But Elihu was like, yo, wait a minute. Look at how you are behaving now that you're suffering. Look at how your actions have shifted now that you're suffering. So my job is to get you to understand your behavior. My job is to get you to understand um, how your behavior has shifted based upon your condition. And then at the end, Elihu helps to restore Job. He says, now look, you got to get yourself back together. You got to shift gears here. Elihu was a counselor to the man of God. And oftentimes we don't have people in our lives that will hold us accountable to our behaviors. And part of therapy and counseling is accountability. When you come into a session with me and we sit down and we talk about what everybody else is doing to you, I now have to ask you, well, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you not doing? What part in this do you play? <laughs> I'm just writing this down, y'all. <laughs> Have you taken the victim mentality for attention? Mm. Or are you willing to take the necessary steps to overcome? And see, some of us without the victim mentality, we don't know what to do if we don't have any attention. Right. Because even in the beginning, it talks about Job was so paranoid that his kids was going to sin that he covered up for them. <laughs> well, his, his kids were gone. His kids were dead. Okay, I'm saying in the beginning, in the beginning that he would... <laughs> Try to, you know what I mean? Oh Lord, they might have sent yesterday. Let me go. <laughs> it's like, no, sir. <laughs> you know, Job. Job was he was a righteous man until he be until he started suffering. How has your behavior changed since you suffered? Since the suffering. Since the suffering. Woo. Because anybody can can bless God, love God, praise God when times are good. But what happens when you suffered? What happens when you are when they take advantage of you? What happens when you don't feel as if it's going the way you wanted to go? What happens when you've invested all that you have and you still come out short? That's a word. 
What do you do after the suffering? What do you do after the suffering? How do you perceive yourself now? And see, what we don't take time to deal with is how the suffering has changed us. <laughs> what, what, listen, what we don't deal with is how the pain has shifted us. How the hurt has hindered us. That's what we don't talk about. Because listen, the majority of us that have gone through something life-changing, it's changed us. But how has it changed us? Are you willing to identify what in you has changed? Guess what? What in you has died? Mm. Mm. And are you willing to go through the process of being made whole again? Wilt thou be made whole? Or how, or are you just okay with you lying there? Right. See, you just, you just kind of, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Come on. Job was upset with God. He was upset with him. He questioned him. And many of us have questioned God. We are upset, but yet we are not taking steps now to transition out of that place to a place of understanding. I taught this. Um, I think last, I think it was last week. It had to be last week. My weeks are now coming together. Um, but I, I was in Maryland and I taught about anger and how many of us are angry and don't even know it. When we look at the story of Jonah, Jonah was angry. He wanted God to take out the Ninevites. And when God didn't take out the people that he felt hurt his people, he was willing to take his own life. Some of us want God to deal with our enemies in a certain manner. And when he doesn't do it, we threaten God with saying, well, I'll just leave here then. I'll just die. I just don't want to be bothered. Jonah was angry. And many of us are angry and we don't realize that our anger is causing us stress. It's causing us depression. It's causing us to hurt ourselves, hurt others. Why? Because we have this anger and we've disguised anger really well. Anger turns into revenge. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me get my notes right so I can give it to you correctly. Right? So well, let's talk about therapy in the church because we talk about church hurt, right? So if we're hurt by the church, hurt turns into anger. Anger turns into revenge. Revenge turns into destructive action, passive aggressive behavior, psychomatic symptoms, and depression. So if you don't deal with the church hurt, now you're angry with the church.
If you don't deal with the hurt, now you're angry. Now you want revenge. Now you're bitter. I ain't going to that church. I don't care what the pastor asked me to do. I'm not doing it. You know, you got to be to church at seven. You don't come to 730 all because you're angry. Oh, let's talk about anger. Let's talk about therapy. Let's talk about the fact that people are angry with God, but God didn't do it. The person did. And we don't know how to separate people from God. Jesus. What? A, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We don't know how to separate the person from God. From God. One one of the things my, my that's what my, my my pastor always talks about. He said, "You'll be mad at the church, but if somebody makes you mad at the amusement park, you gonna go back. <laughs> somebody make you mad at the club, you don't go to a different club. You go to the same one." <laughs> he said, "It's not." The institution is the per what? It's the person. But, but we're you met at the institution. Because the church should know better. The church should do better. Mm -hmm. The church is only as good as the people that are in it. And many of them are not trained to be shepherds after God's own heart. Many of the people in the church are just as broken as you. So hurt people hurt people. Where is the grace to restore one another in the spirit of meekness? Because having a gift doesn't train you how to be a shepherd. It sure does not. <laughs> Donald Lawrence has a song that says, um, God has graced you and you wear it well. The gift, it looks good on you. But that's it. It, it just looks good. That's it. <laughs> what, what does the inside look at? What, what 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 does the inner me look look like? The gift looks good on you, and you wear it well. Can we, let, let's let's talk about the anger. Let's talk about the reason you left the church. Let's talk about the reason you slept with so and so's husband or wife to get back at them instead of talking let's talk about it let's talk about it <laughs> and many Sheesh. of us you know the bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath right well, but we're well, not but we're not teaching people the the art of reconciliation we're not teaching people what healthy conflict looks like in order to deal with the problems. The Bible says we're to lay our gift down at the altar. So if I don't teach you, if, if, if I'm not taught how to come to you as my brother and say, look, J.A., you, you, you hurt my feelings or I don't understand what you said when you said this. Can you explain it to me without getting defensive? Mm. 
forget and we don't we just I would I goodness I always preface it is not a church bash is a church growing. We just don't know how to take criticism in the church. Mm-mm. We just don't know how to have real honest conversations without in getting upset. Right. <laughs> right. But, but if your boss want to have a conversation with you, you're going to sit right there. <laughs> some of us are. Oh, yeah. Well, some of, right. some of us are. But it's true. But we do what we've seen done. Mm. That's it. We emulate, mm. we repeat behaviors that we've watched done for so long. So if this is the way we handle it at my house, <clears throat> I think that it's okay for me to handle it at the church this way. Nobody has taught me anything different. Right. Yes, over say repeated behavior. Because like you said, I might be, it reflects how I, what I've been taught reflects, not just in the church, but when I'm out in the world. And sometimes I can't handle living in the world. So I go from, oh, that job makes me mad. So I go to the next one. This job makes me mad. So I go to the next one. Not, and you, you're leaving the residue of your unhealed self. And all those different. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, Lord. absolutely. And and guess what though? We can't do it in the world because the world is going to check us. There's consequences for behaviors. Mm. The church is the only way you can cut up. You can cut up a whole monkey, and next mm. week they'll still hand you the mic. They'll still let you prophesy. They'll still let you preach. They'll still let you do everything that you were going to do. But not on the job. Not on the job. Wow. That one right there. The church is the only place. The only place. <laughs> and, and and see, everybody is not called to be a member at Kingdom Life because Apostle, Apostle don't play that. I'm going to get you where you cut up at. Uh-uh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you. I'm going to deal with that behavior. I'm going to deal with those actions. And I'm going to let you know, according to the word of God in love, that this is not all right. This is not okay. And it just speaks to, uh, it speaks to a culture that babies you because you have a gift. Right. Because there, well, there's, a, hmm. <laughs> there's a football it, player. Uh, he just signed a, a millions of dollars of contract. Kyler Murray from Arizona. They put in this contract. You got to study. <laughs> and he got upset. And so they took it out of the contract. But then, y- y'all know he don't study, though. <laughs> but to appease him, y'all take it out the contract. Right. So you want a dumb football player. You want a dumb football player. <laughs> but as, as long as he can get on the on the field and perform. Mm. See, now that, as long as I can for, perform for you, my dysfunction doesn't matter to you. It doesn't matter. I could have just cussed the pastor out, but you still won't give me the mic. And so what have I learned from that? 
Right. And get and guess what though? But it's happening in churches all the time. We got people, we got people cussing out pastors and then getting up leading praise and worship. Right? You're spewing that venom all over the people, but because you have a gift. Because you have a gift. You late the leadership meeting all the time, but you want to preach. You don't come to you prayer, never, but you, you want to preach. I was about to say. You don't come to 6 a.m. prayer, but you want to preach. Right. Right. So so the church and therapy, at the end of the day, we have to be willing to deal with the dysfunction. We have to be willing to deal with the damage that even our we ourselves have caused. So that we can grow beyond where we are, because guess what? If revival is coming into the land, right? Which it is. It it's is. not quite here yet, but it's coming. What are the people coming into? What are the people going to receive? What are the people going to get when they're coming into your church and they need healing and you yourself are not healed? They need and deliverance. Oh you yourself are not delivered. And this is what this is what, one of the things my fiance also says. Like she said, "Okay, we get them here. How do we keep them? How do we keep them? <laughs> How do we keep them? How do we keep them? Because it's more than just a hype. It's more than just a hype. It's more." I want the folks at Kingdom to know that you can live life and live life more abundantly, but it's going to take some work. We're going to have work. to we're going to have to deal with the childhood issues. We're going to have to deal with the mama mm -hmm. and daddy issues. We're going to have to deal with your with your issues. Like we're going to have to face some some real dilemmas. We're going to have to talk about why this is your 15th church in three years. Right? So what does kingdom life, because that's the name of our ministry, what does that look like? Mm. Because that's more than just a facade or what we look like on the outside, what does the inside look like? And it's more than the cliche saying. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'm because I'm get, I'm gonna touch them spots. I'm gonna make you mad. I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you in your thinking and in your actions because that's what my assignment is. That's right? The Bible says, look, in James 3 and 17, but the wisdom from above is first pure. So as I am leaded and guided by the Holy Ghost to help you, all right, first it's pure. It doesn't come with any hidden motives. It doesn't come with any underlying desires. It's pure. It's peaceable. It's gentle open to reason, which means that what I am talking to you about, what you're going through, what you're dealing with, it's going to make sense. Not only is what you're going, what you're dealing with going to make sense, but the remedy 
is going to make sense. It's not going to be run around the church four times, spin, do a cartwheel, get up and you're delivered. No, it's going to be open to reason, full of mercy. That means it's not judgmental. I'm not going to look at you different and good fruits. So you're going to produce something after this full of mercy and good fruits. So you're going to be able to see an outcome. The problem with many of us in the church is we've gotten word after word after word, but there's no fruit. There's no outcome. Mm. Right? So, and then it says impartial, impartial. So what that means is I operate as a mouthpiece of God right? This is not out of a click. This is not because I'm biased. My wisdom to you is impartial. And finally, it's sincere. It's without hypocrisy. There's a desire to want to see you whole. There's a desire to want to see you healed. There's a desire to want to see you progress in the things of God. There's a desire for me to want to see you move beyond where you are today into your tomorrow. There's a real desire. Oh, and guess what? Let me go back to the first one. It's pure. It's pure. It's pure. It's pure. And oftentimes, this is the reason why many of the people in the church have to go outside the church for help. Because the desire is not there to see them whole. We have porches full of withered, lame, crippled, impotent, people. Porches full. That's what the Bible says. Mm. Wow. Church and therapy. Church and therapy. Wow. Now we took a couple of turns tonight, (laughs) but at the, but at the end of the day, right. We have to be okay with being honest and saying, what if as a pastor, I don't have what my people need for them to get healed or to be whole. It doesn't make me less of a leader to refer them to licensed, certified people that can help them. Mm. It doesn't take anything away from me. Mm. Nothing. 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 Because I may be able to help the person deal with their grief, but I may not be able to help the person to deal with their alcoholism, substance abuse. So now I have to link myself with someone that's able to help them with the substance abuse. Wow. 
I may be able to help somebody deal with parental issues of rejection and abandonment, but I can't help somebody with molestation and rape. I got to refer them out. And and let me say one last thing and I and I and I'm done. But the other issue with church and therapy is the church talks too much. A lot of times people won't go to the leader for help because they're afraid of being the topic of the Sunday morning message of the Bible study lesson. They're afraid of being exposed when they come in confidence, when they come in, in, in secrecy because they're trying to get help. Sometimes we're not able to go because they, the, the leader has loose lips. So if you're not trustworthy as a as a pastor, God knows you're not going to be trustworthy as a counselor. You want me to be vulnerable and I know you run your mouth. You don't lay before the Lord to get a word. You use whatever comes into your office. Talk more and pray less. <laughs> that part. <laughs> nobody, nobody. Now that's a that's a that's a hurt that is hard to be healed. When I talk with people that come to me and say, Apostle, he preached on me, she preached on me, she exposed it. That's a hurt that is hard for even I to bring healing to and to make sense out of it because you have to know that people put their trust in that leader. Mm. Having to rebuild trust like that is hard. And then it puts an ownership on me because I am the leader now at that point to restore their trust in leadership to restore their trust again and let them know not all of us are like that not mm. all leaders are like that mm-hmm. mm. wow. and <laughs> wow. Estee sometimes the sermons are not subliminal it's blatant it's blatant. Leaders will expose their people, but they don't want their people to expose their leader. And I can, and they can show inboxes of you and they inbox, DMing them, sending pictures, text messages, giving them gifts. Oh, come on. But they still cover you but they still cover you, but you've exposed them. Mm. So yeah, church and therapy, it starts from the top down. Top down. And if the past, and if the pastor would go to therapy with his, with his wife and figure out why they're not having sex in their bedroom, they wouldn't preach against marriage. 
What's the matter with intimacy in your room? Mm. That you can't help with the marriage counseling, that, that you can't promote a, what healthy marriage looks like. Jesus. Now let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What do we do when we have older couples in ministry, right? And you take a high blood pressure pill. We know what high blood pressure bill, pills do to a man's libido. Do we criticize them for getting help in order to keep the romance in their bedroom alive so that there's no fornication, there's no pornography, there's no adultery? Or do we pretend as if getting older is not a part of life and things don't happen to our bodies? Do we walk around here with avoidance and not know how to uh, spiritually and naturally address some issues that will make our relationships better? Hmm. Oh, come on. Let's talk about church and therapy. Let's talk about it. Mm. It starts from the top down. And oftentimes we preach against those things that we ourselves are dealing with as a form of cover. Of cover. Jesus. The apostle came swinging tonight, y'all. <laughs> Woo. Yep. And some stuff we don't need to pray about. Go to the doctor and get a pill. <laughs> Go to the doctor and get a prescription. Go to the doctor. That's what they have them for. They got anger management counseling. Well, I can't help it. it. That's just how I am. That is an old excuse. Get some therapy. Learn how to talk to your children. Learn how to talk to your wife. Learn how to talk to your husband. Learn how to talk to your husband. Learn. Learn how to talk to people. Learn. Don't keep saying that's just how I am. I've always been that way. Well, you should not say that and be saved because mm. then you're saying that the power of God does not have the ability to change you. You're unchangeable. Mm. So the power of God automatically suddenly lost its ability when it bumped into you. No, that's a choice you're making because you don't want to let the walls down. That's a choice you're making because you don't want to be vulnerable. Mm. Wow. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. 
today. Church and therapy. And therapy. And I'm and I'm ill with this um internet tonight because I don't think the enemy wants this conversation to go no. forward. I don't think I the enemy wants this conversation to move at the rate that it needs to move because God desires for his people to be free. God desires for his people to deal with those things that are holding them back and holding them hostage. That the, the enemy uh, does not want us to have these candid conversations. Mm. And guess what? I can speak deliverance and healing to you without speaking in tongues. I don't have to lay hands. I don't have to spit on you. I don't have to lay oil on you. All I have to do is decree and declare the word of truth over your life. And the shackles and the chains begin to fall when you are willing to acknowledge the fact that, God, I need your help. God, this is what I'm dealing with. God, heal me from depression. Heal me from anger. Heal me from hurt. Heal me from low self-esteem. I'm ready to surrender where I am to you right now so that I can walk in wholeness. Wow. <laughs> Lord, and usually I will close out and have our guests encourage this one, encourage that one. But tonight I feel the unction for you to pray. Mm. Um, I feel an unction for you to pray tonight. However the Lord leads you to pray, I just want you to pray. I just really want you to pray. Like you said, the enemy didn't want us to want this conversation to happen, but it was a cheap trick and it didn't work. (laughs) Silly rabbit. (laughs) Tricks are for kids. It's for kids. So I just want you to pray however the Lord leads you, however long the Lord leads you. Just to pray. Jesus. Well, let thank you so much. I, I enjoy um creative conversations with you. I enjoy prime time. Thank you so much for this opportunity and this segment. Thank you to those of you that have tuned in tonight to be a part of this conversation. I pray that you will take the necessary steps today to reach out to a counselor. Before I pray, I want you to be to link with someone in your area. Get you a certified counselor. A cert, you can get a certified counselor. You can get a certified Christian counselor that can help you according to the word of God. But please make sure they are certified. Make sure they have been trained and that they understand Um, what the rules are as it pertains to providing therapy to you, okay? But please, if you feel like there's issues in your life that you've been dealing with, that you need some resources with, today is your day of change. Today is the day that you can identify that I am going to do something about where I am. Okay, Mm -hmm. so please do that. Thank you so much for joining. We're getting ready to go before the throne of grace. Father, we say thank you today. 
Uh, thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you, oh God, for this opportunity that you have allowed us to come together over this live Facebook creative conversation and to deal with the issues that pertain us to pertain to us. Father, we thank you for your grace, your mercy, your love, your kindness, uh, and your forgiving power that rests, rules, and abides in us, through us, and most importantly for us. We thank you that you died on the cross for our sins uh, and that everything that we have dealt with and are dealing with uh, is nailed to the cross. Father, I pray tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would go into the homes of the people uh, that are listening to this live and you would begin, oh God, uh, to do what only you can do. Uh, yes. Stir them up in their spirit. Stir them up in their mind and yes. let them know that you came that they might be saved. Let them know that they are not at the end of their road, but just at the beginning where you, oh God, are able to step in and yes, make every crooked path straight. You are yes, able to step in and bring healing to every wounded place. You are able to step in, my God, and bring clarity to every place of confusion. You are able to step in and bring peace to every area of pain. Father, I decree and declare right now that the Holy Ghost begins to step into their lives right now and intercept the plan of the enemy, intercept every trick, every trap that would have the people of God bound in their mind, bound, oh God, in their spirit, bound, oh God, in their emotions. We decree and declare that by the blood of the lamb, your people, mm. oh God, are healed, delivered, and set free. Tonight, oh God, we cast down every stronghold and every imagination that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Father, we speak now the word of God in the atmosphere uh, that says to them that they can be healed, uh, that says to them that they can be whole and prosperous. Uh, we come against images. Uh, we come against naysayers. Uh, we come against negative words that were spoken in the ears of your people, uh, even from childhood up into adulthood. And I cancel the curse uh, of the generation that has been perpetuating uh, over their lives. And today I speak an end to the cycle. Uh, oh my God. Today mm. I canceled the work of the enemy. It has gone on long enough. And today is the expiration date of depression. Today is the expiration date of oppression. Today, oh God, we cancel that the work of the enemy now that drives the people to a place of substance abuse. Father, I pray that even now, the taste for the alcohol, the taste for the weed, the taste for the drug now dries up in the name of Jesus. God, allow them to put the blunt down. Allow them to yes, put the cigarette God. down. No longer will they, oh God, cover up their pain with substance. No longer will they substitute 
to the, the therapy, oh God, for a temporary fix. But Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, that you would step right in and bring them freedom right now. Father, Amen. I decree and declare that there is no shame, there is no condemnation, but every trick and trap that the enemy would bring to make them think as if they were a hopeless case, we cancel that right now, for there is no condemnation to them that walk after the Spirit. And so, Father, I thank you right now that the guilt of sin and shame is now gone, and that they have new life in you. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that there would be a holy boldness that would rise up in their belly to be able to address the transgressions of childhood molestation to address uh, transgressions uh, of childhood rape, uh, to address the transgression uh, of marital abuse, uh, to address mm. transgression uh, of, of, of emotional abuse and psychological abuse, uh, that of isolation. Uh, allow them the boldness to speak up uh, so that they can be made whole right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, and Satan, I serve notice on you tonight uh, that no weapon formed against the people God shall prosper. Uh, and every tongue that rises up against them, God has already condemned. Uh, I speak now, uh, oh, that you will drop your weapons and flee. Uh, God, in the name of Jesus, do what only you can do uh, the way that you do it. Uh, Father, I give you praise now. Uh, I give you glory now. Uh, I give you honor now for the freedom uh, that your people are going to experience. Uh, thank you for the freedom that they shall enjoy in you. Uh, thank Thank you, oh God, that it is a new day. It is a new time. It is a new moment. Father, I give you glory now. And once again, God, I cancel every generational curse. I hear it in my spirit. Mm. I cancel the DDA shake I cancel the generational curse of pornography, of pedophilia. I cancel the generational curse of teen pregnancy. I cancel the generational curse even of murder and suicide that has been in the lineages of the people of God. Today, I declare that they shall live and not die. There shall not be any early deaths. There shall not be any early terminations. Father, I speak now, even, oh God, to the natural bodies, that we would be able to stand with assurance that healing is our portion. And even those mental things that have afflicted us, shall not impact our abilities to operate and move in you. They shall not affect our eternal organs. But Father, I decree and declare that by your stripes, we are healed mentally, emotionally, and physically. And I give you praise now for what you are doing uh, in the lives of your people. Father, I pray uh, that as they meet the right person, uh, God, order their steps. Uh, God, allow them to come into the place uh, to meet the person that will help them go to their next. Uh, allow them to meet the person uh, that's going to help them progress out of their pain, uh, into their place of prosperity, uh, out of their chaos, uh, into a place of clarity. Uh, Father, I speak uh, a sound mind uh, for 
fear does not live here. I speak mm. power, love, and a sound mind. They don't have to fear what this is going to look like. They don't have to fear what this is going to be. But I decree and declare a peace that passes all understanding. I decree and declare today that your people are free from anger. They're free from wrath. They're free from revenge. They're free from bitterness. I pull it up today from the root by the power Ooh. of God. I pull it up from the root. We will no longer deal with the symptoms. We will no longer deal with the residue. But I decree and declare that there is no residue in the lives of the people of God. And today is a fresh start. Today Ooh. is a new day. Today, oh God, we decree that we receive new mercies. Father, I speak restoration to the lives of your people. Restoration, oh God, in the name of Jesus, in every area of their life where they felt that they were blocked. God, I thank you for restoration. Where they felt as if they were at a stalemate. Father, I speak progress. Where they felt as if there would be no closure, I speak closure. Where I, where they felt like there would be no answers, oh God, I speak that there are answers to every questions, there are solutions to every problems, and most importantly, oh God, this will not be a long process. Healing will not be delayed, but it shall come quickly. It shall come speedily with power and with demonstration. And the people of God shall be blessed. The people of God shall be made whole and the people of God shall walk in freedom. Father, cover the people tonight, I pray, with your power and with your might. Father, allow that blood of the lamb to cover us, oh God. Set angels up over our doorposts now and minister to your people as they cry out tonight to you. Oh God, let your ministering angels fill the room as they cry out to you tonight. God, meet them at the point of their need as they cry out to you tonight. Father, I speak a purging. I speak of vomiting up of all of those things that they have carried around for years as they call out to you tonight, oh God, minister to them as only you can. As we cry out to you tonight, oh God, meet them at the point that they are at. And Father, I thank you right now for meeting the need. I thank you for completing the work in them. I thank you, oh God that your people are healed. We're no longer broken, but we're healed. Father, if we're broken vessels, we're only broken so that we can empty out of us what's in us for your glory. We're not broken because we're, we, we're in a state of pain. We're broken because our alabaster box has been broken for worship. But Father, I thank you for divine healing in the lives of your people. God bless us, I pray. Maintain us, I pray. Supply every need, I pray. Order our steps, I pray. Oh, God, now my soul, do it for your glory and do it for your people. Let your people not be put to confusement or be ashamed, but let them know that everything they've experienced will work together for their good because they love you and they are called according to your purpose. Father, we bless you and we thank you tonight for everything that's been said and done on this live. Allow it, oh God, to fall in good ground. 
allow it to bring forth much fruit in this season. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And Father, I speak a supernatural blessing over Jay, James and his fiance. Father, I speak, oh God, now mm, that you make every path straight, that as they begin to embark upon this new life together, Father, that you would give them everything that they need that pertains to life and liberty. Father, I thank you for blessing their children, meeting every need, causing them to be successful in school and out of school. Father, I give you glory now for where this platform is taking him. Prepare him now, oh God, for the greater. And we give you praise now. And it's in Jesus' name. And the people of God together, we said amen and amen. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, God. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank God for the apostle tonight and everything that she has poured out. We ask even now that God will restore to restore her strength as she has ministered under a heavy anointing tonight. And I ask that you will enlarge her territory even now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you will open doors, Lord God, for her. You will open platforms for her that this voice, this apostolic voice, must be heard around the world, God. And I ask that you would just do it according to your will for her life, even now in the name of Jesus. Lord God, that you would just overtake her, Lord God, with blessings, Lord God, that she wouldn't even have room to receive, even now in the name of Jesus, and that you would even just expand kingdom life right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Yes, God even now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord God, campuses, Lord God, yes, God. Campuses, God, campuses, New Life Campus, even now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. And it is so. In Jesus' name, we just pray. Amen. Woo! (laughs) Wow. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you for your obedience tonight. Thank you for allowing us to do what we do. It's always a blessing to be here. And it's there's a mandate in the earth for the people of God to be healed. There's a mandate in the earth for the people of God to be made whole. And I just believe that he's raising up those voices from that are that desire to see that from a pure place. And so you are one of those voices. God bless you. God bless you. Lord, I don't have no more to say. We be, we be laid out. But I, I speak blessings over your life and sorry for the overtime. And I just want to thank everybody uh, for tuning in. And God had his way. We told you we don't know what's going to happen on Creative Conversations. We could speak intellectual. We might prophesy, we might be laid on the floor, but God is always going to have his way. And so we bless the apostle. We bless her this week. Bless her husband, even now. Just bless everybody who was on this line. Thank you. I love you, apostle. Love Kingdom Life for showing support. 
Like I say every every week, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Uh, for having a creative conversation. Be blessed. Mm-hmm.